0: Welcome to In the Blue Corner podcast on Blue Moon Fight TV. I'm your host, Jaime Mota, also with Paula Malinagi. And today we have a very, very special guest the classy Jimmy Lennon Jr., perhaps one of the best, if not the best ring announcer. Jimmy. Great to have you with us. Hi, May. Thank you so much, Paulie.
1: Great to be with you, my friend. Uh, great to be with you. This is uh, a lot of fun, and uh, thank you for your kind words.
0: Oh, uh, more than deserved, Jimmy. Um, you know, fight week. You've been, you know, participant of numerous big fights, uh, mm-hmm. uh, great fight weeks. How does this one compare? How does Caleb uh, Plant and uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez compare to the big ones? In recent memory and some in the past. Yeah, certainly it's a, it's a big fight. You can feel it. You can
1: see the, the media attention. You, you can kind of sense that this is a very big important fight. Of course, Canelo being one of the great stars of boxing brings that energy with his, his many fans who adore and love him, especially those from Mexico. Uh, and this is for a historic fight. It's, it's for the undisputed Super Middleweight Championship of the World, the first time in the four-belt era. So you can feel it. You can sense it. This stands right up there with the big ones that I've done.
0: Paulie, I don't know. Uh, how many times... Uh did you fight uh, with uh, Jimmy calling your fights, Jimmy, uh, several... or di- announcing se- your fights? Se- several
2: different times. Uh, I, my first big fight was with Cotto. I think Jimmy was the uh, ring it announcer then. It was in New York, and yeah. Then, uh, and then uh, obviously there's been other times as well. If on Showtime, so I've had uh, I've had
1: uh, Jimmy as a ring announcer several different times yeah. in my career. Yeah, it was an honor, and I tell you, I've uh, I don't know if I've ever seen such guts, determination, and bravery against any <laughs> any fighter against the Kodo fight. It was just amazing, uh, y- your Thanks, performance in that in your
0: heart. Thanks, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, you, you get to see the fights from a completely different perspective. Uh, you know, most media people, uh, people involved with the fights, you know, they make their decision or their opinion as to, you know, who they like, why they like them. As an announcer, how do you see the fights, And considering you're right there every single time? Yeah, well, you know, first of all, making it really clear, I'm a fight fan. I, mean, I just love boxing. I've been, grew up
1: with it since a kid. Uh, my entire life went to fights and watched fights. So I'm a fan. I can't wait to announce the fighters, sit down and watch it unfold. You know, in terms of announcing the fight, I have to be very neutral. I cannot give one, uh, you know, I may have someone that I like more or are favoring, but I can't show that. So I have to be very neutral, unlike, you know, other people involved in the sport or in the media. And then in watching the fight, you know, I just love watching the fight, seeing it unfold. Sometimes I judge it. I grew up with my dad where he'd teach me how to judge it, you know, make the columns for 10-9, 10-8, and so forth. Um, so I, I just, Love it very much, and sometimes it becomes a little bit awkward when I have to announce the decision when maybe I disagree with it. (laughs) You know, it's controversial, and so I have to. How
0: many times does that that happen? (laughs) Me versus Broner? Come on, (laughs) couple of times, couple of times, (laughs) yes. Uh, And you know, the one thing that I don't think a lot of people actually understand is how does that happen? You know, how do you get the results? Uh, at, at the end of the fight, because most yeah. people, you know, You're know, the first. Exactly, you're the first, <laughs> and, and you're the one that sees what you're about to announce. Uh, has there been <laughs> a, a particular time when you saw it, and you're, you're like, this is are, bullshit. You sure, are you sure this is what you want me to announce? <laughs> <laughs> is, is this
1: a real outcome? The, the answer is yes. I, I've seen that. Of course, uh, Lennox Lewis and Holyfield was one, and New York City is a very controversial decision. But I tell you, some of the smaller venues have been even odder. Well, first of all, the nuts and bolts. I wait, the, the, the supervisor totals up the scores and hands me the sheet, and I look at it, make sure I understand it, and sometimes there are errors that I catch. I, I do see that they circle the wrong person or have the wrong type of decision announced, so I'm, I'm real particular about checking that. But there have, there in, um, I hate to say it, but in South Carolina, they n- they were not accustomed to putting the scores together, and so I got a piece of paper, and it said something like, Two hundred thirty-eight to
0: one hundred ninety-two. Oh, okay. Wow, <laughs> wow. And I just said, it won't piece of paper, they all tallied all the scores they, every single round. They, wow, they, they added mean, them all wow. up and just
1: gave one score in the end. And I had, oh
0: my gosh, I had to deal with that. So all of a sudden, uh, you know." Uh, math came into play real quick. Yeah, real quick and a little bit. Had to, d- yeah, deal with that. But that's, you know, that's
1: my role. I want to make sure because I look bad if I announce a decision that is incorrect. And, and I have had to correct a decision. Uh, fortunately, I've never made the the uh, mistake myself, but I had to. They realized that it was added up incorrectly. And so I had to make that embarrassing announcement of who the winner is or what the accurate result is.
2: You know, Jimmy, in my in my generation, there was, uh you know, couple of guys in your in your position you included that you know what we fighters knew that once they were announcing our fights you know we knew we'd arrive at the big time before you there was your father you know how much uh, how much of an influence did your father play on you as a ring announcer and did you want to be a ring announcer as a kid seeing your father or did that come along later
1: it came along later I, I had other intentions I went to school studied psychology and education and I was having a tough time finding work, and so people said, hey, you kind of look like your dad, and yeah. they're
3: encouraging.
1: And so <laughs> I, I did pursue it, naturally being a fight fan, too. Yeah. Um, and he influenced me tremendously. I, I grew up watching him on TV. I thought everyone's dad was on TV. So as a kid, you know, maybe he was on, maybe <laughs> I turned the channel. Oh, yeah, there's dad. Maybe maybe not. But, um, And he was really the only ring announcer that... No, I you never know, didn't, didn't try to copy him, but he was the only ring announcer that I really watched. And yeah. so the influence was huge. And I got to tell you, he was such a good teacher for me because even when his health failed him some, he would watch on TV and then I'd come home and I'd visit him and he might even be asleep. It'd be so late. And he'd wake up and he'd have a little notepad and he'd tell oh. me all oh. the things that I did right. And he, he, he didn't say, yeah, you don't do this. It was all the things I did right. And it was so nice. And I'll That's tell you cool. another touching story because I can tell you appreciate that. When he was in the hospital, very sick, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't have cable. And so, my mother would hold up the telephone to him in he in the hospital he would listen to, to her the ho- to the announcement on t v uh-huh. and he was just so thrilled by that so that was a oh, great wow. motivation. That's for really me too. cool very yeah, it 's really
2: uh, it. funny because for my generation you know you 're the guy you know and you're your your uh, your father I only knew your father from watching rocky yeah. <laughs> i have to say movies yeah, yeah, from the rocky <laughs> movie you know i didn't and, and and you know as a kid. You know, you understand the movie before you understand the real thing. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, really? I didn't put it together that that was your father until later on, you know. Yeah. So funny. Well, you you mentioned
1: that. I'll tell you a quick story also. You know, uh it was he was Rocky at, 3, right? He did yeah. Rocky 3. Good memory. Mm-hmm. Uh he was asked to do Rocky 1. Mm-hmm. And the casting director asked him to do it and said, "Look, it's a low budget film. It's kind of an unknown actor, producer, writer, but mm-hmm. it, we think it's going to be good. Would you do it?" And the pay was actually low, mm-hmm. and my father reluctantly decide, said, "Yeah, I'll do it." And, he, and the casting director said, Just one thing, you got to meet uh, the director. That's all. And then just that'll be it. And so my dad walked in to the room. The director looked up at him and said, You're the ring announcer? My dad said, Yeah. He says, Well, you don't look like a ring announcer. And my dad said, Well, you don't look like a <laughs> director,
0: too. And he put down <laughs> the script and
1: left. Wow. I mean, oh, yeah, man. a constant. I mean, what <laughs> does a ring
2: <laughs> announcer look like?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, wow. That's a great story. We're here with uh, Jimmy Lennon Jr. We'll be right back here in the Blue Corner. Stick around. In the Blue Corner is sponsored
3: by RhinoFit. Built for the fitness industry, RhinoFit is a powerful member management software designed for martial arts studios, gyms, and trainers. RhinoFit packs a punch with all the features that you need to manage your dojos smoothly and efficiently so that you can save time and money at your business, easily manage your members' payments, track your members' belt rankings and workouts, and monitor the finances of your dojo all from one easy-to-use platform. Feel the power of the Rhino at your fingertips. The RhinoFit platform is available on all of your internet-based devices including desktop, tablet, and mobile. Set up your free
0: trial account today by going to rhinofit.ca. Back here in the blue corner with uh the classy Jimmy Lennon Jr. uh, uh but remember we're f- bluemoonfight.tv. You can subscribe and you can find us anywhere where you find your podcast and also on social media. Uh, talking with a uh, ring announcer, the one and only Jimmy Lennon Jr. A- and, Jimmy, you started, you know, a- as a ring announcer because of your dad. But tell us, how was it, you know, when you first got into the business, uh, what was the most difficult thing that you had to go through, you know, to get to the point where you are now, where everybody, you know, like Paulie said, when you get to a fight and you have Jimmy Lennon Jr., be the announcer for your fight. You know you've made it.
1: Well, I, was, I thought you were going to say, you know, you look at Paul and you see it takes a lot of hard work to get where you are, to be a world champion and to be, you know, a well-paid and respected boxer like Paulie. And for me, it was just a lot of hard work. I mean, people were very encouraging when I stepped into the ring, and I was a little timid, sure, I was wearing a suit, not a tuxedo, and, and I kind of didn't stand in the center of the ring, I didn't have as much confidence, but people were very encouraging, and that was very helpful. I had a good teacher, my father as well. Um, and I learned that, you know, especially in my early days when... Um, it, it was up to me to interview each and every fighter, find out how to pronounce their name correctly, their trunk colors, what nickname they want, what's their hometown, and to respect and honor the fighters. And it just took a lot of work. I mean, I did um, uh, thousands of amateur fights, where it was in maybe in a hotel pool, you know, with a back with a pool area and the outdoors, and they had a, a tent up and they did fights. So it's just a lot of work. It doesn't come easy. It, uh, it takes a lot of effort, and I'm, I'm kind of a perfectionist. I, I, want to, I want to do well, and so that was the hardest. I remember, I think it was my very first fight I announced at the Olympic auditorium. It was a very controversial headbutt stoppage, no, con, you know, and, and I remember having to go through all of that in my head, and that was, when you mentioned one of my early challenges, that was definitely a challenge to be able to know how to um, communicate a controversial decision.
0: Well I'll, I'll tell you something that happened to me mm. um, as an announcer you know blow-by-blow blow guy um, I think I mispronounced someone's name once and I got a tweet from a colleague and they said if you ever need help uh, with the pronunciation just listen to Jimmy Lennon Jr because if you say it the way he does it mm-hmm. I guarantee you it's right.
1: Yep. Wow that's a nice thing to say and I really try I really try. Am I perfect? No. But I do try. There are times I call fighters or call their managers to find out exactly, you know, how to pronounce it. Um, and I believe strongly that the honor should be given to the fighters, and their name should be honored especially, and, and it's a beautiful sound to someone's own ear to hear their name pronounced properly, and that's what it should and be. And
2: also though, you know, coming from a fighter's perspective, it become you feel honored when you have a guy like you announcing your name you know uh, you realize you you've reached a certain status a certain level mm-hmm. you know like i knew when i was you know having my name announced by you you know i was fighting on a certain level and even fighters and fighters are coming up the ladder i knew that if i had you or buffer those are the main two of my childhood generation i know if i got to the point where these guys are announcing my fights I know, like, I'm, I'm, on, I'm, I'm, on, I'm reaching a level that I always ad- dreamed of achieving, you know? So mm-hmm. when you're in there and you're hearing it, when you hear Jimmy Lennon say, you know, 12 rounds for the WBA Walthamweight Championship of the World, you know, and, it's, and even before he's announcing your name, you know, when he says something like that, you're like, and I'm here, you know, like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really here.
1: <laughs> well, I, th- that's great to know, you know, um, boy, that makes me feel real good. Matter that- of fact, that was the first
2: time. So I don't want to cut yeah. you off the first time with the, with the Cotto fight, the Cotto fight, when you said 12 I rounds think- for the WBO, uh, super, uh, uh, junior welterweight championship of the world. I'd never heard that term before. Mm in my own fight. I'd heard that term on TV. I'd heard you say those things on TV. I'd heard, you know, it's now it's your voice. You saying it and you're saying it with me inside the ring and you're about to announce my name. You know, it, it was surreal. Oh, that's awesome. To me, it's a real
1: honor because, you know, I believe strongly the spotlight belongs to the fighters. And if I can provide any kind of moment like that, it means a lot to me. Yeah, it stands it really
2: out. Is- it stands out. And anytime I think a fighter is Going through that for the first time when you haven't announced their name yet and they're just late achieving this level, I, I think they must all feel the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. for me, that was that was a particular moment when I heard you say twelve rounds for the WBO junior welterweight mm-hmm. world championship or championship of the world. I was I was pacing around inside the ring waiting for
0: the <laughs> waiting for the introductions. You know, <laughs> nervously. I, I wonder you know, how many fighters actually calm down once their names are actually announced you know as opposed to waiting to be introduced
2: um i used to look to get a little myself pumped up like i knew like that to me the most nerve-wracking moment of a fight was that moment yeah the dressing room's a little nervy sure you know even the first round sure but the most nervy moment for me ever every time was right after the ring announcers done announcing everybody's name and you got to come center ring that was like okay it's on you know like everybody's (laughs) leaving the ring and now we got to go face to face and then everybody and then that's it then we're gonna fight you know so you know I don't know that I calmed down when when he announced my name if anything I was trying to get myself up you know
0: (laughs) and and, and Jimmy and any of those you know uh, after you know you announced them and and they're coming into the center of the ring you know last instructions by the ref any particular moment any particular fight that you can remember where you thought, oh wow, you know, this is this is gonna be a, a a different one, you know, from some of the ones that we've experienced here.
1: You know, it's a it, um,
0: Mike Tyson fights were always very interesting, you know, because he's <laughs> pacing
1: like a tiger, <laughs> and you look at him and and I remember just looking like at him like a rabid dog, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, looking across the ring and like it's like he's looking at food
1: exactly, <laughs> and I'm I'm thinking. I'm here with Mike Tyson. And I mean, yeah, it's just an amazing yeah. feeling and he's staring down his opponent and, and uh, d- d- looking like he's yeah. daring him to survive. And you're glad it's not you he's staring uh, yeah. at, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I get to take a seat after yeah. this, right? <laughs> but unlike
1: Paulie that's like the best moment for me is I've announced the fighters, it's over. Yeah. I can't wait for those yeah. instructions to be over and sit down. Yeah, I think for everybody else, it's the exciting yes. part. Yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> but the, wor- the, the most nerve wracking one for the fighters. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we're here with uh, Jimmy Lennon Jr. We'll be right back here in the Blue Corner. Stick around. In the Blue Corner is sponsored by
3: RhinoFit. Built for the fitness industry, RhinoFit is a powerful member management software designed for martial arts studios, gyms, and trainers. RhinoFit packs a punch with all the features that you need to manage your dojos smoothly and efficiently so that you can save time and money at your business. Easily manage your members' payments, track your members' belt rankings and workouts, and monitor the finances of your dojo all from one easy-to-use platform. Feel the power of the Rhino at your fingertips. The RhinoFit platform is available on all of your internet-based devices, including desktop, tablet, and mobile. Set up your free trial
0: account today by going to rhinofit.ca. Thanks for being with us in the blue corner, bluemoonfight.tv. Uh, Pauly Malinagi, Jaime Mota here with Jimmy Lennon Jr. And, and, and Jimmy, you've, I don't even know how many fights you've announced, but um, which has been probably like the most, the one that stands out the most or, or your favorite fight of all time that you've been able to announce or yeah, fighters?
1: That, yeah, that's that's a very tough question. And you're right, you know, I've lost count of how many fights I've done. I used to say 10,000, but that was years ago, so I know I've announced <laughs> well over 10,000 fights. It's true. Um, and over 1,000 world title fights now, but I've lost count with that as well. You know, I look back at um, Tyson Buster Douglas in Tokyo. That was a oof, pretty oof, wow. amazing, show. I think everybody remembers where they were. Ooh, yeah, exactly. And it was surreal with 45,000 fans there, kind of quiet, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Different and I could culture. hear Don King's voice, you know, Different above culture. everyone else's uh, yelling, talking about the whatever, the long count or whatever. Um, like so I've had a great, but you know, I think what stands out to me most is uh, Chavez versus Haugen in Mexico City, 135,000 oh. <laughs> people in uh, in that stadium Speaking and of nervy, right? Oh, <laughs> it was, you know, unbelievable. And it's a little bit of a challenge for me to announce the fights in Spanish and English. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember just thousands of people showing, we had a rehearsal, Paul you remember the rehearsals, mm-hmm. but at this rehearsal there were like 15,000 people there and I was, I mean at the rehearsal it's, it's just <laughs> surreal. <laughs> and uh, I remember before the main event came on they had a laser light show and it was really well done, the sound was, was beautiful, the music, music was beautiful. And I was standing next to Don King, and it was a m- really moving moment. I I felt like I saw him get kind of teary-eyed, and it really was. And But then I realized maybe he was counting the proceeds from all the people <laughs> that were there. <laughs> and, tears of joy. And tears yes. of joy <laughs> just flowing from him. <laughs> J-
2: Jimmy, um you tell us uh, something about the Because for me, I started boxing the week of the bite fight, uh, Tyson or Holyfield. Wow. So I, I started wow. literally my first day in the gym, like learning to throw a jab in front of a mirror was Thursday the 26th, and the fight was Saturday the 28th of ni- 1997. So that's the first week I started boxing. So that fight always stands out to me mm. as uh, the first fight I watched when I was first starting boxing um oh. how what, what was going through your mind right right after that and you have to announce that and you have to announce the the official uh
1: ending yeah that was rough and there was a little bit of a melee
3: yeah. or right <laughs> a lot of a melee
0: yeah. in
1: the ring or that. you know for me i have do have a memory and i don't think a lot of people picked up at it watching the fight it was a very very dirty fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were low blows. And, and yeah. Holyfield can't be bullied by anyone. Yeah. And he'll, no, he'll also dish it back. put his head right in your face. <laughs> no, no. And so it was a very rough, dirty fight. And when I saw Holyfield jump up in the air and grab his ear, I'd never seen anything. I had no clue what happened, uh, you know, until it was later explained. And, you know, then, of course, he stopped the fight. And what was going through my head is I've never seen anything like this. But after that there was a long long delay before I could give the official decision and a lot of the fans didn't know what was happening they didn't yeah. have the benefit of the replay yeah. up on the large screen and you don't have the the play by play guys you do explaining things if and you're here if you're and there I alive. had some foreign press like pounding on the mat saying Jimmy what happened they, they and the fans didn't know so that that was one real strong memory i had in my mind is of what a challenge it was to wait till i was cued to give the decision and how kind of upset people were yeah. so what a what a and you got to get it right in that moment because there's so oh, much confusion, oh, man. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. More confusion yeah yeah and it's uh, no one's ever heard of this biting his ear <laughs> you know getting disqualified <laughs> so uh yeah those are some of my memories of, of that fight and um yeah that was just hard to imagine what was happening it was never experienced anything like that before or after yeah and
2: Mills lane was a perfect oh. character right to be oh, put in there God, yeah. <laughs> so yes, he he it. one of my only regrets i didn't gl- i didn't turn pro enough 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 time to get Mills lane as a referee to, oh. to have the judge. Want, yeah i
0: just wanted him to have him once yeah i agree great man <laughs> great man and what great. do you think uh people will remember you for mm. as far as as an announcer and did, did you ever think that you would you know have such a outstanding and long career Oh, you know, I've never
1: heard that question before. And it's a a very good question. And I'll tell you something about me. I'm really not a driven, ambitious man. And I don't think about that. I, I really, honestly, do feel like my job is to put the spotlight on the fighters. They're the ones that deserve recognition. And so I have not really thought of that. When I was inducted into the Hall of Fame, it was, you know, kind of odd. I really, wow, you know, I'm just an announcer. What drives me is just doing a good job and that's it just just doing it right and um so I'm just honored to get any kind of recognition and I'm sometimes very surprised but definitely honored and it feels very good Um, so I don't know what my lasting memory will be I don't don't you even sh- think about y- that. Well, you, sh- you
2: shouldn't be surprised, man, because you're part of the experience for mm-hmm. all, yes. so many people. I mean, yes. at least, especially the younger generations where you just, they just grew up on guys like mm-hmm. you, you know, you are part of the experience. So, without guys like you, the experience changes, mm-hmm. you know. So, you're literally, you think of the experience and you are involved, you know. Mm-hmm. So, it really is. And uh, I know you're, part. you're a humble man, but. It, it, it's such an intricate part of the entire experience, the entire scope, you know, and then to hear your stories from those experiences mm. makes it all the more worthwhile. Mm.
0: Uh, and you know what? Um, I know that Polly touched upon the fact that the first time he fought for a title, it was you who uh, was the announcer. Uh, would you mind, you know, announcing Paulie, <laughs> <again, laughs> you know, <laughs> one last time, uh, you know, for old time's sake, see what... Uh, What Polly would, you know, make sure that he goes home happy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's hope I get it right. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen,
1: in this corner to my left in the blue corner, wearing the pink trunks with a yellow trim, Hailing from Brooklyn, New York, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome one of the best in the sport—the two-time world champion, the one and only Magic Man, Paulie Malignaggi. Yeah.
0: <laughs> on cue, I—you know—you didn't even get a, a prep or one more on cue. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> Thank you so much. And you know what? Uh, you know we're the new kids on the block here in uh, BlueMoonFight.tv. Would you mind giving us a, a, a an intro to Blue Moon? You know, to know that we've made it. Well, Making Jim- our way to the ring. Absolutely. <laughs> once Jimmy Lennon Jr. says, you know, introduces Blue Moon, we've made it.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, they are here now. They are here to stay. How about a hand of welcome for Blue Moon TV? Ooh,
0: there we go. Jimmy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for being here with us. I know, you know, a lot of people are going to love this podcast because. If you're into boxing, Jimmy Lennon Jr. is synonymous with boxing. Uh, thank you very much. Great to be with you. Very nice. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jimmy. And, guys, uh, remember, Blue bluemoonfight.tv where you guys can subscribe. Also, you can find us uh, anywhere where you get your podcasts and on social media. This has been In the Blue Corner. For Paul Malinaji, Jimmy Lennon Jr., I'm Jaime Mota. Thank you. Till next time. <laughs>